Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James and that is Conrad. Hello. Here we are, Conrad, back again. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, so Conrad, if you don't mind, I'm just going to say straight away, subscribe on audio apps, subscribe to the Culture Cave on YouTube, uh, subscribe to, I don't know, nothing else, that's all we've got. If you want to follow yeah. us on Instagram and Facebook, links in the description. Also, um, we also, um, what am I saying? Oh yeah, we also have an email address you can send us, send us some uh, emails too if you want to ask us a question. We've got a few emails today actually, Conrad, to talk about, so that'll be good fun. Nice. Um, and if you want to leave a comment on this... For the final episode of Dark, oh, the final episode of Dark, if you want to leave a comment on this for that, um, and then, yeah, after that, it's the final episode, then it's the Theory Matrix, yeah. and then it's the end. Conrad. I mean, the, the, the finish line is in sight. It's in, I, I'm like, we're on the home stretch. We are on the, well, you know, if it's a circle, it's not really a stretch, but it's it's <laughs> it's on the home something that's for sure the home the home cycle yeah the home yeah, the home cycle uh before we start um sort of getting into the episode i wanted to mention that conrad and i now i did mention this conrad i don't know if you remember this but you know you, this is me reminding you Con, conrad and i are going to be doing uh, a dark discussions live stream uh the day after the final episode of of uh of, of dark of after dark comes out so not ne- not next. Oh, it'll be next week. So next month, next Tuesday, we'll be doing a dark discussions uh, live stream, and that's where you can ask all your unanswered questions to Conrad and myself. He will have seen yeah. the whole show by then, and that'll be that will be on. I'll put the all the information underneath uh, in the description as well. That live stream every Tuesday uh, at nine p.m. UK time GMT, we do a live stream uh, for dark discussions. Well, Conrad joins me every now and then, and I do it every week. Uh, but that week, details in the description. Conrad will be joining me, so make sure you're there to ask live unanswered questions to both Conrad and I. We right, can before... finally, uh, finally figure out who Regina had a sword fight with. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. We'll have to. That that that's sort of that's the sort of thing which will will come out and will you know come to bear. And the thing is, yeah. now that you've seen the whole thing, we can we can we can actually objectively agree. Uh, there's been a questionable use of our word objective in the past, but I think <laughs> I, I think we are using it correctly. Yeah, you can, you I'm pretty can, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty. I think there's only one objective meaning of the word objective, uh, and we know it. So uh, our objective uh, opinions on on what happened for the unanswered questions. Once that episode's finished, once that live stream's finished, that is what's happened in dark, and that is yeah. no more need for any unanswered questions. We're, put, we're putting we're recording it onto a DVD. We're sliding that DVD into an envelope, and we're say writing on the front of it to. Germany, care of uh, Jochefries and Barbarador, and then we're gonna we're gonna say it. There you go, guys. Fixed <laughs> yeah, it for you. Fixed it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, one more thing I want to talk about before we get into this episode. There's a few big reveals in this episode. Yes. Um, but I've got a bone to pick with people who had a bone to pick with me. Oh uh, shit! He's pulling back. I can feel it. He's pulling back for a big hit, guys. Right. <laughs> so basically. Uh, I don't know if, if if you're not someone who sort of spends time in the YouTube comments, you wouldn't have seen this. Uh, but um, but basically, there was there was a there was a contingent of people in the YouTube comments who thought that I gave Conrad a bit too much last week. First thing I want to ask: we've got Conrad on the stand here, so I'm going to interrogate him. Conrad, do you feel or it's did my hand, you? Hands of God. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't up. see. I can't see it because you're off screen. It's, it's off screen. 
There we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, um, so your hand your hand is on the Triketra book. As yeah. Well. So basically, Conrad, I want to ask you, when you left the recording of last week's episode, do you did you think that I had in any way confirmed anything to you? Uh no. I think I I think what what I, I I don't tend to read the comments too much because I don't want to get anything spoiled. I, I, I skim through them sometimes. And I think some people's opinions seem to be that you had kind of led me to the Hanno Tauber water yeah. uh, <laughs> insofar as Bartos and Celia uh, are, confer- uh, are concerned. But I still had to drink that water, listeners. <laughs> you, you know, like I like I had to get there on my own. And to be honest, I th- really, I think the, the I was kind of theory crafting live on air and all we ended up, doing was making my realization or my remembrance i guess that that noah is uh is uh, agnes's brother happen on on the podcast rather than like an hour after we finished recording so that was one thing was that i said yeah. i reminded you that agnes's brother is actually uh no hanno that the yeah. Ha- hanno yeah that, that was one thing the second thing was is that whenever now this is something that I and I'm fair enough okay maybe that was a bit a little bit like a little bit of railroading but I wanted Conrad to realize on the air so you guys can see it so I'm I'm willing to admit I railroaded him there I did um, but he still came to the, the 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 prediction himself he still predicted the Agnes part himself so he he gets the points as far as I'm concerned oh yeah I'm not yeah don't listen to me listen don't you dare try and take that away from me all right that's in the matrix no, he, green. Got it. he got it uh so basically that second part of it was which i want to sort of put a pin in here is that i then went on to say that when i watched the show the first time i noticed that the names hannah and hanno were similar to each other and that mm. made me think that now i understand why you think that that's really really me confirming or me giving him too much and, you know, maybe I agree with you, but at the same time, the whole way through this podcast, the whole way through this podcast, I have been, and I am trying to defend myself here, Connor. the whole <laughs> way through this podcast, I have been saying, well, at this time, I thought this, uh, the whole way through. And a lot of the time, I have said that about things that he has got right and he doesn't know it yet. So yeah. I think it's just the fact that it's such a big reveal at the end of at the end of the se- season three is the why pe- people were very sort of what the hell are you doing anthony that, like i get that it that cuts both ways though like because you've said it i mean you have said it about things i've gotten right before but you've also said it about things that i've gotten wrong before very like, let so, us yeah. not let's not forget dear listener that this is <laughs> this is the the same man who prior to recording a sight unseen where you know in in in, in his dirty little nook where the listener's eyes couldn't see him he sent me a message on facebook saying oh you might want to put that Egon is dying in episode six on the Theory Matrix. You and, said I, it. and I was, and, and I thought when he sent that to me, like, oh, that's one in the back pocket. That's a, that's a, that's a theory that I'm gonna gonna get gonna get some points for. The next episode was Egon even fucking in it? No, he wasn't. He wasn't in the episode. So this is the kind of man we're dealing with here. All right, like I I think that, you know Anthony giveth and Anthony taketh away. And in this case, it was a little bit more give than taking away. But I think ultimately it all comes out in the wash. Yeah, exactly. And there's no, there was no way that you would have known that I was being genuine there. Like I've, I've led no, you. No, I can't trust you. As you know, I simply can't trust you, as we've established. So really, what what it should have been last week, it should have been the, the listeners being like, "Here we go, Anthony thinks he's got, he thinks <laughs> yeah. he's down the wrong path now, Anthony." A little glint at the, you know, a little little yeah. wink, wink and nudge, you know. But actually, yeah. actually, I was leading them down the right path. That's the thing, Conrad. And we'll end it with this glowing uh, defense of myself. <laughs> I didn't lead you anywhere. Okay, I merely perhaps took away a little bit of your reaction when you watched the show. 
Having yeah. said that, I know you. So whenever you got a theory right, no matter how much I had said about it, you would have been celebrating anyway. Oh, yeah. I was punching the air nonstop in this episode. <laughs> Just like finger guns all over the pl- yeah. all over the place as things were getting confirmed. Exactly. Okay, so just if you, if you still think I'm a mental case, uh, you know, and, and I shouldn't have done that, let me know in the comments. But for now, <laughs> that's that. Right, Conrad, do you want to get into this episode then? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's break it down! Episode 7 of Season 3 opens with... I don't know if you would call it, I I assumed this was like HG Townhouse's TV show. <laughs> so I he seems like he's presenting a TV show. That's what yeah, I It's like it's like his version of Blue Peter. Like he's sort of <laughs> yeah. he's talking talking you through how to build your own time machine at home. Yeah, exactly. So he's talking about Schrodinger's cat and the idea yeah. that when the if a cat dies in a box because uh until it's uh, observed. Yeah, until it's observed, you don't know which state is it in. Is it in the dead? Is it in the dead state or the live state? And when you open the box, you see. Now, yeah. so they're basically saying, is it is it possible that when you open the box, uh, time goes off in two directions? One in which the uh, cat is live, one in which the cat is dead. Yeah. Um, and then it talks about the macro world, and is that possible in the macro world? It, well, it seems to be because then we get we straight away move into finding out. That inflection point, and I think you do get a point in the Matrix for this. You predicted that Marta was going to be having inflection point two. Yeah, you, I don't think I actually put this one in the Matrix. But that is a prediction. That like I, I think you should get it for that. I think you should get a point. I might, I might have to revisit that after this and be like, okay. well, because I'm not. I won't lie to you now, listeners. It made for some rough theory matrix viewing. <laughs> this, uh, I got some big ones right, but unfortunately, as we've established previously, the size of the theory doesn't matter. It's the it's volume, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the volume was not in my favor um, yeah. in this one. But I mean, okay, I'm going to say this now. All right, let's let's just talk for a second here. It's just okay. me and you, listener. All right, we're just going to talk about we're going to talk about that. Oh, me, you, and Anthony. The fucking balls on this show. <laughs> <laughs> to just be like episodes i uh, like this feel I, i'm gonna get more into it as we go through but this is like a virtuoso presentational performance this it's like episode seven we've got one left after this how about we throw in some animation how about we throw in a different aspect ratio how about we throw in i don't know a character breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to the audience how about we throw in a fucking framing device of like dates t- uh, or years i guess ticking around like what are you doing these are things you established seasons ago, not like and one episode from the end of your television show. And to be clear, I'm not criticizing it. I loved it. But it was just, like from the moment that that animation of the cat dying popped up on screen, I was like, what's going on here, guys? <laughs> like, what's what's happening? And I have, there's only one theory I have coming out of this episode. I'll get to it on the final scene uh, with HG Townhouse. But it has to do with the very, very different presentational elements in the specifically the HG Townhouse 74 and 86 stuff. Um, and I think it's a pretty big theory, but it's, yeah, it is buck wild. And then the shift <clears throat> from HG Townhouse with this crazy new widescreen presentation uh, to Altmata. And again, you know, th- th- this is slightly more subtle, but you get the Marta split screen and they filmed this twice because they're mm-hmm. slightly different. It must have been such a nightmare to shoot those two scenes twice and get them almost like get them to the point where they're almost identical but not quite identical. Um, and then yeah, as you say, well, they have to be identical up to a certain point, don't they? Really? That's well, they they actually weren't though. That's like they weren't identical. Like the so they they're this this very slightly different, and I think that was intentional to show that Mm. time will allow 
tiny discrepancies in in it so you know maybe marta blink well in in actual fact in that they blink at the same time which is the bit i was like that is impressive yeah yeah i think i i yeah okay i know i know exactly what you mean um my idea my in my my mind until bartos yells it's meant to be the exact same now okay Okay, I, I was more like, okay, they're going to allow a little bit of difference between this, but the the broad strokes are the same, and and that to me that made that even more impressive to to time everything and block everything correctly to get those like the the, the broad strokes feeling the same while allowing them to be uh, slightly distinct. But either way, yeah, well, it doesn't it doesn't, one... it doesn't change much anyway because we know that like no. the two sides of the line, for example, like these two sort of different realities exist, and and if it's a, if it's a case of everything's the same but they breathe at different times like i don't think it's that, 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 <laughs> yeah. that big of a problem like um but but yeah i mean this was um so basically yeah, was... bartos comes and say and says hey don't go in there don't trust adam and we find out that in the same reality where adam or jonas gets to the basement marta doesn't bartos come in because bartos stops her yeah yeah and this was actually uh me getting something wrong in my theory matrix because I had down, I thought Alt Bartos was going off to try and save uh, the now completely obliterated Alt Martyr from um, from Adam's captivity. I thought that was the Martyr he was going to try and save. I, uh, when in fact, of it, I, like that, in retrospect, it that's an make orange. Sense. That's not that's not a that's not a red. Let's be honest. Okay, well, well, well this is the theory well, matrix episode. We'll but come yeah. back to that, but I, yeah. I like I'll remind you of that statement when yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> when uh, the theory matrix episode comes around. But in retrospect, that that theory wouldn't have made sense because obviously this martyr is the one who is going to become uh eva and the, the other martyr is just going to get obliterated in a big old a big old ball of uh so the stuff. other martyr you're talking about is the one it, this is really interesting it's it's the one who doesn't get saved by bartos at this point yeah. the split the one who becomes eva is the one who gets called back by bartos and the yeah. one who then goes on to save Jonas is the one who gets obliterated yeah yeah so the, like obliterated yeah. by the very man she's saving yeah well i mean there's a lot of that going around to be honest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right okay um so from there is that all you wanted to say about that yeah uh, there, there's i mean it is really cool lot. like we i honestly could i could just like i could watch that scene over and over again of just Bartos yeah. being like Marta! and like and then and then one keeps running and the other one turns around like it yeah, is so it's, like cool. such cool split screen um or such such cool use of split screen and the, the tan house stuff we'll come back to it again and again and I will develop my theory as as we go. But Excellent. there's some stuff. There's some stuff happening in this episode. All right. Okay. Cool. So next up, we get uh, the title card, and it yep. is in between time. Uh, in but it's interesting because on IMDb here it says uh, between the time. Yeah, that's what Netflix has it as as well. Yeah, but the actual uh, in the episode it's called in between time. Mm. so obviously between the time is is like the literal translation from the from the german i think yeah Uh, i'm not gonna get this right but i'll give it a go uh uh no that was almost completely wrong i think (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna get it it's uh, a zwischen der zeit i think is how you listen zwischen I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get it. Der Zeit, uh, <laughs> yeah, is how I would say Dezeit. that. I'll probably. Oh, der Zeit. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course, der Zeit. Yeah. That, that makes sense now. Yeah. So I E I is always an I sound in. Um, I, well, I say always. Maybe there's examples where it's not the case, but I think E I in in German is normally an I sound. Yeah. No. Well, I know. I actually did know that, but I, I don't apply it to words. The reason why I knew that is because I'm pretty sure, like, my wife's name is Emer, E I M E A R, and I think E I M E R. I'm probably completely wrong about this, but I think E-I-M-E-R or something like that 
is like Imer or something like that, and I think it means bucket. Um, it, I, yeah, I don't know the word for bucket. I know an I as in an EI is an egg. So, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> do you say I, I, um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Egg- yeah. Eggmer. I'll call it so, Eggmer. I mean, buckets and eggs are kind of similar in yeah. many, in <laughs> some, some yeah. respects. Well, they both hold buckets. liquid. Yeah. Well, that's maybe why they were called, uh, maybe that's where the, the word bucket comes from. Yeah. They're because, like chicken like, buckets. What does mer mean? Does mer mean carry? So it's like, it's like egg carry bucket. I'm sure. Sure. How Nailed do you say that? I'm, I'm basing that on me being correct about that meaning bucket, <laughs> yeah. which is completely not going to be the case. <laughs> like, let's, let's be honest. Okay, so no in the comments. Yeah, so as you said, there's a, a sort of a, a presentational difference between this episode and the rest of the show, and it really struck me when I watched it the first time too, where it was like, yeah. hang on, what? These yeah. massive numbers on the screen. Yeah, so you get oh, it's so good, and 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 like I mean that you know I, I've talked about it both um, on this podcast and on the uh, best movie uh, podcast ever podcast. How I'm a big fan of nice photography and. The townhouse seventy four stuff and the and the eighty six stuff. The townhouse stuff uses a really really um, wide aspect ratio, like the kind of thing you'd see in a cinema, and it makes it feel really cinematic. You get a lot of information in the frame. It's a really rich image that they use. Um, so uh, so it's immediately recognisable. Um, and and then obviously yeah, the, the the year overlay is just this kind of. I guess it's like an establishing device to quickly mm-hmm. tell you where you are, but it's it's very cool. Yeah, the nineteen seventy four is the first one we go to. That that uh, go, that idea of going to a different aspect ratio. It's also something that is uh, utilized within the Expanse season four. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've got I've got that literally in in my notes of this scene. It's at the it, it it gives it a this kind of richness which is used in the planetary stuff in season four of the Expanse. Yeah. Um, which, uh, I mean, it feel it's used. I'm not going to give my theory away just yet, but I think it's used for different reasons in this than it is in the... Oh, okay. No, actually, I'm not going to say that fully, but I, it's slightly I, uh, different reasons in this. I think I know uh, why you're not saying that fully. <laughs> then, I have no uh, idea what your expensive. theory is, but uh, I, 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 I think we all can see the idea what you're going for here. So yeah. basically, um, H.G. Townhouse is looking at uh, pictures of his family. Then he goes to Gravestone, where the three uh, members of his family have passed away. He goes underneath into the bunker, um yep. and he's sort of... interesting in and of itself because he shouldn't be going to that bunker why what does hg townhouse have to do with that bunker it's the it's, it's it belongs to the dopplers well that's true that's true in, in my head i suppose i just thought he was going for a walk out in the forest after <laughs> he just after... found a bunker yeah just went in yeah he just that's what i think he just went in that's honestly what i thought <laughs> uh you know but it's like obviously like you know we we could go into more details. Like I, I haven't seen the deed to the cottage, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you get like a wild-eyed Helga with a shotgun coming out, like get off my land. Yeah. Um, probably not in that accent, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so then, um, we go down to twenty twenty one. Yes, and we get uh, lovely scenes between Elizabeth and Noah. They they yeah. really they are the heartbeat of this episode for yeah, the first they, half this... of the episode anyway. Yeah, the, 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 Noah is really one of the stars of this episode. Ellie, to a lesser extent, as well. But but Noah is really one of the stars of this episode. And I think this relationship and the fact that it remains so pure for the twenty years or so that they spend together is is a, a moment of kind of of brief optimism in what is otherwise. I don't know if I'd call this a cynical episode, but it's definitely 
it doesn't have time for it feels like because it starts moving at such a frenetic pace as the as the the, the, the kind of whistle stop tour around mm-hmm. the the 300 years of, of Vinden gets g- gathers momentum it doesn't necessarily have that much time for these moments of uh, quiet reflection but with the Naranelli stuff it actually that is one of the, the few times this episode does kind of stop and let you let characters just have kind of character building dialogue mm-hmm. with each other um and the you know describing paradise to each other is a uh, a conversation that they these characters will have multiple times with each other across several decades and it's always very very kind of sweet and, and earnest yeah and it's it, to me it, to me it speaks to the quality of the writing and also the, the quality of of of, of the situation like the, the scenarios they're able to create because um First time we've ever heard Noah describing paradise to Elizabeth, but by the time it happens later again, it already feels it, it really it feels like their version of we're a perfect match. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. But it, I mean? it's it's these two who are like fun, fundamentally love each other and are drawn to each other, and that's the thing that they can rely on in this world, and and it, it heightens the the tragedy of of what will happen to them. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, so now we're in eighteen ninety. Mm. Um, and we have the first sign yep. of what's going to happen to Stranger here. So he's trying to get mm. the Dark Matter Ball going. Um, it's yeah. sort of it's it's kind of going okay, but then he has to go up and fix one of the Tesla coils or whatever you. <laughs> I'm going to call them Tesla coils. They yeah, are they, near that. I, they are. I, I reckon they're Tesla coils. I, I I mean, my only exposure to Tesla coils is the video game Red Alert. So <laughs> like, but I'm pretty sure that's what they look like. Yeah, well, we'll just go with that. Uh, and uh, he climbs up and gets zapped by the the uh, electro electric. I'm not going to call it lightning because it, but it looks like lightning, but it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't come from the sky. Um, Could he not have turned this off before he went and grabbed uh, like a, a sort of magnetized? or a, a, a coil with an electric current Conrad, Conrad, Conrad you've clearly not been in a, in a, in a desperate situation like this he clearly thinks it's going to work and if he goes up and just is able to fix it gives it a little nudge yeah, yeah. Like he well, thinks, he thinks a... he's trying to save this experiment you know what I mean yeah, that's true. Well, he, I mean he ends up with a, with a gnarly burn as a result like a really here's nasty here's a question burn. for you and I'm really interested to hear this question, the answer to this question based on him getting the burn from his arm here what do you deduce from that the fact that he got he got zapped by the machine, um, as in what what we what what do I think happened to the um, to turn him into what we see later? Yes, I think it's just persistence. I think I don't think it's one thing. I I, I think it, it it is just he has done this by the by the time we see him again in nineteen eleven. I think is yeah, when we see him so. again, something like that. Um, he has done this so many times that he's just. 100% burn, burn okay. tissue. I'm burn really tissue. glad that you picked up on that so easily, so like I did. Um, because, again, I've, speak, I've spoken before about the, the amount of comments come in on those uh, answers videos that I did. 130,000 views or whatever I had. It's going to be a lot of people who watched the show and didn't really pay attention too much. But that yeah. was a big one that people were asking about. And I, even after this episode, people were asking, how did Adam get his scars? Um, mm. I think it's pretty plain, plain to be honest with you. It's like, well, just by doing this over and over and over again, yeah. Yeah. he eventually I, got covered in scars because he just, he had, you know, he, he kept getting zapped, basically. Yeah, I don't, I'd be re- like, well, I mean, for a start, if, if you got all of those scars at once you would die like your body <laughs> like your 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 body can't deal with that much that much burn at once it would just be like i can't heal all of this so yeah. i guess your legs are falling well, off now not in 1890 anyway <laughs> no definitely not in 1890 um so yeah I, I, to me it's just um this is the, like, you know this episode is 
stranger becoming adam that that's his story like like you know stranger is one of the other stars of this episode and and this is the first i guess it's hard to say it's the first step on that path because he's been taking lots of little steps towards it but this is like the 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 moment the lightning rod moment if you will um <laughs> where it's like oh shit no turning back now stranger <laughs> like yeah. you're you 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 bear the first of many scars here yep yeah, i i would agree wholeheartedly with you there um all right so <laughs> Then we have a scene between him and Bartos. Bartos is waiting for him in his in his room and basically says, "When's this machine going to be ready? You said we can get out of here. What's going on?" Yeah, and we, I think this the, we just see the um, this kind of a continuation of the previous scene where we see the sort of grand fatalistic streak that will define Adam's character coming to the fore in Stranger here, where he's like, "This is bigger than us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're we're here till the job's done." Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense to me. Uh, it also gives Bartos a little scene to show what his mentality is whenever he meets Cilia, Silja Boy. Yeah, Silja Boy is here um, with a little bit of makeup on a scar, I think. Like it wasn't wasn't, wasn't as prominent here, but she was yeah turned up and, and battered her eyelashes at uh, at Bartos, which is all all he needed at this point, really. Yeah, um, and this was. Well, actually, did this confirm anything? I think it. Didn't I don't think this scene necessarily it, but was, confirmed, but it's it's, it's leading to like, a confirmation. I was like low key fist pumping at this point, like come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't fully celebrating yet. So I think can we now, like, having seen, basically, we'll say this now though. Having seen what we've seen in this episode, are you now willing to accept what I was heavily trying to railroad you on last week? In that she did have a miscarriage in the alt world. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, that it, it, it was just, um, and it, that I think the miscarriage itself was a red herring to suggest, oh, maybe she'll have a miscarriage in the prime yeah. world. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think it was, it, she just got knocked up by Egon in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, the reason why I was so be- heavily railroad in you last week is because when I watched it, to be honest with you, I had such a visceral reaction to the red herring that they placed with Hannah and then yeah. she had a miscarriage. In my head, I was like, and it was, you know, you can see now looking back on it, it's like, there's no way they're showing that much blood without it being a miscarriage. But yeah. so so I was like so much like, oh my God, how did they do that to you? I thought, I thought that was Boris and Nevold. Thought- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes and no. Yeah, like like the whole idea of like Ulrich and Hannah, Nielsen, Karnvold, Nivold, and I was like, but how, then that I put a video up about that, and then I was like, hang on a minute, that completely doesn't work because she wouldn't be called Karnvold in the alt world. Anyway, let's move on. I mean, I, I'm, to be honest, I'm glad we have like our Yasin is Alexander uh, meme because if we didn't have that, I could totally see myself arriving at Hannah's child being Boris Nivold. <laughs> Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Okay, so twenty twenty three, we have uh, who will become stranger, the Jonas who become stranger, working with Claudia uh, on the on the dark matter ball in the future. Uh, It's still in its white uh, form, so they haven't managed to make much headway on it. Um, I like that. Find out why later. We will find out why why later, Um, and then we'll see. um, We'll see. Claudia bringing a bit of professionalism to this uh, outfit, hosing down their gear. I, I've, uh, you say this, I became very anxious about the amount of wasted water that we saw in this scene. It's like, guys, the water isn't running anymore, I'm assuming. In, in, <laughs> you know, you got to be careful with this. Like, Don't just hose it down willy-nilly. You know, you got to recycle that irradiated water for, you know, for something else. Yeah, okay. I, I, I see that. I see that. But <laughs> basically, Jonas is, uh, Jonas is starting to question things. And... Oh, yeah. 
uh, and he says um, he says he can't do it anymore. And uh, Cloudy says you have to show fa- you have to have faith, Eunice. You have to have faith. Yeah, um, yeah. Got to have faith, as George Michael once said. Yeah, you gotta have faith. Uh, then Eunice uh, goes to try and kill himself by hanging him in the same spot that his dad did. Eunice loves Eunice is a very poetic young man. Yeah, I was going to say this is very grimly poetic to be like, I'm going to go kill myself. What better place for it than the exact spot and beam that my father killed himself? He just um, know he knows that beam can hold his weight. That's true, actually. Yeah, but it's it's, it's a purely logistical decision. It's like, well, that's the hanging that's the hanging beam. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, the French yeah, delegation, is... she, she should have went to where the French delegation got hanged. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, holy shit, this scene is dark. Uh, it is, I didn't see it coming at all. I was I was sort of like, well, I mean, it's another one of those things where um, it's kind of similar to when, when uh, Prime Jonas is, is shot and killed. I was watching this like, what? You, this doesn't make sense guys until noah then, came in you would have like until noah comes in but they linger on you know yeah, the wide do. shot uh, of Jonas for a long time um i think so when, when i mean it's a, it's a great um it's a it's a it's a great little scene between those two because this this entire episode is kind of about the relationship between Jonas, noah and charlotte if you're going to kind of break it down in, uh, claudia rather not charlotte um going to break it down into its kind of core character components um and this is the beginning of one of those one of those relationships i think there are two i'm gonna i'm gonna say this now listeners there are to my count two flaws two flaws in this episode not neither of them particularly big ones um my my one beef with this scene is that i know we've kind of had it confirmed before but the very explicit here try and shoot yourself it won't work time won't allow you to do it i would have liked that emphatic confirmation of that slightly earlier i understand why it works here because you get the mirroring of noah pointing a gun at Jonas, and you know obviously in your mind you're like not the last time that's gonna happen guys (laughs) um but uh i i think i would have preferred that early in the season just to really nail down like time isn't going to allow this guy to die maybe i would have put it before he gets shot just to heighten the the shock factor of him getting shot um the other the other floor we'll get into as it comes up naturally but apart from that this was a great scene yeah i know what you mean but at the same time like we have had some build up to it yeah it's not yeah, like they have, the, they have it's not like the basement last week yeah. um where there was no mention of a basement at all then like we have at least seen adam tr- like noah's tried to kill adam before and it didn't work so at least yeah. we've seen something from it um so i don't know if i share the same uh, thing as you but i but i understand what you mean it would have been nice to have something extra as well what, what i will say is that this does and i will say also well in the comments last week people were saying that apparently in germany most houses have basements so oh, okay Luxury. maybe that's Luxury. how uk bias is that we don't have basements yeah. Yeah. Um, so therefore, it, it would it, it, it needed it needed it needed build up for us, but maybe not German speakers. Yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, again, I I'm viewing this from an Anglo-centric viewpoint because I expect everyone to conform to my to my, to my ideas. Yeah, maybe maybe like. us maybe us saying uh, why why don't why didn't they build up the fact that they had a basement is is, is it's kind of like uh, what do you call it? It's, it's like it's like people in, in like a really remote town in like africa or the or or like a village in south america somewhere if they finally got a tv and they watched us and we just like at the end of a show you take water out of a tap and they're like hang on a minute shouldn't they build up that they have running water (laughs) yeah no we've exposed our we've exposed our cultural biases there and the egg is firmly on my face (laughs) yeah uh okay so another thing i wanted to say this uh unfortunately people who commented on the after dark podcast back in season two whenever we were going through the with the episode where noah does try and sh- 
kill Adam. And I said that time wouldn't allow and the gun jammed. A lot of people who apparently... I thought everyone who watched this podcast had seen Dark. But a lot of people... Have, <laughs> a lot of what people were saying in the comments, or at least one person was saying, it's, it, the, gun, the gun didn't jam. It was the safety that was on. Like, you know, the gun didn't jam. The safety was on. I was like, right. But there's nothing wrong sure with saying the gun jammed because we know what happens later in the show because there's no one's arguing that the safety was on here. Like, <laughs> the gun was no, jammed. I, I, no one knows how to use a gun. I don't think he, I don't think he would leave the safety on uh, like at the most pivotal moment yeah. in his entire existence. But he oh just, no! Yeah, he <laughs> just displayed in this episode that he knows how to shoot a gun. Like he shot yeah. it into the wall. So later in his yeah. life, he's not going to leave the safety on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just it's yeah, the worst possible like, the moment. way it's been predetermined because you can imagine like in this in this episode they do show everything sort of completing the cycle. So it, the way it's the way time is predetermined it is that at that moment the gun jams and that's the same it's the same this time i will also say a little something i thought you were going to pick up on as a bit of an issue in this scene which um i'm 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 interested that you didn't pick up on it is basically the idea that noah is talking to Jonas, and noah is the one at this age who tells Jonas that he can't die but he's also the same person who tries to kill him later yeah but i think he's fueled by rage at that point like I, i don't think I think by the time he comes around to trying to kill him later, I don't think he's forgotten about this. I think he's just so angry about the fact that Adam took his daughter away from him and then lied about it, which isn't actually the order that things happened in because when he confronts Stranger in this episode, Stranger doesn't actually know it's him that's ordered it. But I I think he's just so angry that he wants to try it, even though he knows it's almost certainly not going to work. Well, actually, I would disagree with you. Um, but, yeah. but I agree with your like thematic analysis there. But I think that um, he does mention that you know your older self exists. I think probably because he thinks, well, it's Adam. I've never seen an older version of Adam. I can kill him. You yeah, know it could mean? be that as well. It could it could easily be that. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a bit of both, really. Uh, okay. So then they go to the tunnel, and it is closed. And basically, Noah says, you know, we need to open it up. You need to take. You need to get Adam to take me to paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Take take him down to the paradise city. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to try and finish that lyric because uh, <laughs> I won't do a good job of rhyming it. But yeah, so we get the the bromance of the century in uh, Noah and Jonas uh, starting off here. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, 1904. Yeah, this is uh, this is where this is where one of the problems in this episode begins, listeners. <laughs> okay, uh, tell me because this is Celia giving birth to who we will learn is Hanno. Another mm. big theory for Conrad. Ding ding ding. So I guess it's two flaws, really. Yeah, and it, and it is. Thank you very much. I have those points. Um, the flaw in this episode is that it sometimes strains against the limits of credibility with the aging and de-aging of the characters and their actors because it's jumping around so much that they have to try and make... They have to basically identify a point at which the middle character becomes the older character or the, um, or, or the, or the younger character becomes the middle character. Yeah. And the ways they do it with the makeup are sometimes a little hard to believe. It's a tiny flaw. I'm only joking about it. Like, this is... <laughs> I'm going to say this now. This is probably my favourite episode of the entire series. But I did find myself... And it started in this scene where I saw Bartos with his beard. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on there, Bartos? They didn't need it that. Was, it didn't need that at all. Um, and I'm going to mention it every time it comes up. You better believe I'm going to point out every time this is bad. But um, yeah, like it, it just it, struck, it caught me out because everything 
about the presentation of this episode is so stylish and the pacing is so good uh that, that there's this one kind of like element of it that's not very good and it really made it made me laugh rather than making me dislike it uh but yeah so um Bartos, um Bartos and Sylvia have uh, have young Hanno here and uh, the expression on Bartos's face when Sylvia uh, tells him the name makes me think that he already knows who this is and who this will become at this point yeah I, I got that impression too I will also I will also say oh uh, also whenever they say his name is Hanno and the Noah drone like the Noah yeah. the Noah theme drone goes, that was actually one of the midwives just in the background with like a hurdy-gurdy just like <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, also, um, I just wanted to sort of give my sort of little theory or little analysis here on the name to- Toba because uh, yeah. or Tauba, Tauba. Um, so Tauba, basic, yeah. basically, my my opinion is that whenever they went back in time, Bartos started going by Bartos Tauba because in order to not mess up his family line or whatever, I don't know, but yeah. um, maybe that like that, that was his alias, uh, Bartos Tauba. Um, and then obviously his son became Hanno Tauber, and then I'm assuming Agnes is Agnes Tauber as well uh, for a while. So yeah. that that's that's what I, to be honest, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, that's totally believable. I think why would you go by your real name um, yeah. in um, in when when you've been ripped out of your correct point in time and put into another one? Uh, I think it makes sense to go by an alias. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so 1974. Mm. Well, 1974 and 1986. Oh yes, it's two. So it starts off in mm. 1974, and this is actually oh. really cool. This the yeah. style first time they've ever done this as well, uh, yeah. having multiple like that that thing where they sort of they sort of have different characters at different times. Yeah, the same they, have, they do like the, pa- the the passage of time dissolve, where you're seeing him do lots of things yes. over a period of time. Really cool presentation, like you say. Again, another thing that we've not seen them do before in Dark, where they're just like, you know what? I I, I literally feel like they're on their victory lap at the moment with this episode. Like they're sort of like. Uh, you know we've absolutely nailed this we're bringing the plane into land why not just just you know try some cool stuff and yeah. and and see how it works and it, and they absolutely nail it so the the um you know him fill, filling this bunker with science stuff obviously prompts <laughs> the question hey hey hg what you building there buddy um because <laughs> it's not something we've clock. seen yeah, the first ever clock. It's not something we've seen him build before, and this sure as shit doesn't look like the kind of thing that a clockmaker builds, which is what he would be <laughs> at this point. That's going to play into my theory a bit later. He's supposed to be a clockmaker at this point, admittedly a clockmaker who has dabbled in, you know, um, time travel and, you know, uh, black hole physics and stuff. But still, he's a clockmaker until Claudia brings him um, the... Uh, or that Stranger brings him the machine. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so that so that's really interesting. And then the match cut from it, well, it's not really a match cut, but the shift forward with him welding with the mask on, and then lifts the mask up, and it's now 1986. That that, had, that I wanted to high five someone when that happened. I was like, "That's genius! Well done!" <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great little scene. This and again, wide angle, uh, well, not wide angle. The the widescreen aspect ratio is back again. It's only mm-hmm. for the itchy townhouse scenes. Almost as if the show is trying to tell us something. Okay, so uh, I'm going to come back to that then. Obviously, well, next there is another HG Ten House scene at least, yeah. so we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get back to it. Uh, okay, so 2040. We now, as, as I'm sure you thought the same as me. Whenever 2040 was on the screen, the first time I watched this, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah. 20 years. Like, you yeah, know. just like they've just like I feel like um, 
I know it wasn't just the scene before this, but there, there's this that like the first off the pacing of this episode to do this this narrative structure that they're doing, and, and we talked about it briefly last week where they did the Claudia thing uh, slightly before it actually happened, and they kind of dabbled in non-linear narrative. They've basically, I think they've done that. And then in this episode, they've gone, ah, what if everything was non-linear? And we just jumped around <laughs> to keep the narrative making sense and to keep, but to keep the pacing good is so impressive. And, and then to also have the hit to hit these kind of narrative points where we see characters 20 years after we last saw them. Yeah. And the whole theme of that scene is they've been doing this for a while and they've been failing the entire time. And, but to still maintain that momentum is so impressive. Um, and yeah, we get, we get, get, uh, old Mark Vashke and, uh, and, uh, I'm afraid to say Andreas another, an- yeah, another of the characters, um, aging up in a dodgy way. He, Andres Peachman without the beard is a tragedy that I never, never, <laughs> never wanted to witness. Um, and, and, and Claudia with grey hair now as well. Um, well I, I will say about Claudia with grey hair, oh my God, she really is starting to look like that older actress. Yeah, yeah. So there are, just to show, like, give the other side of this kind of joke flaw that I found, there are, there are a couple in this. A couple I wouldn't of, um, call this a flaw, to be honest with you. No, like, I mean, it's not really a flaw. It's, it's, it's just not a flaw at, at, at all, really. You're just saying that you didn't like Bartos's beard. It's understandable that someone would look weird with a beard. Oh, uh, you wait until It does you wait until take you out of it. It does take you out of it. There's also, it's understandable that someone so would be clean shaven. But okay, I'm, I'll, I'll still, I'm still waiting for it. But, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Claudia is one of the ones actually who who does transition uh, to her older self very seamlessly. There's a couple in this um, who either their younger self or their older self is is presented like brilliantly, and their their transition looks great. Um, so yeah, she she looks great. And Andres Pichman, it's it's less that it, it's not a good presentation of his character. I was just sad to see him without a beard because because uh, his beard it, like he looks very he looks older without the beard actually. I actually I think I might agree with you there. He does actually look older. Um okay, so now we're on to my favorite scene from the whole series. Yo, no, is this stranger and, and Noah having the, having the chat? Oh no, we'll talk about that first. Okay. Okay. So oh, I'm, I won't spend too long on this, but it's just I, I think the the fact that we see them in 2040 I think recontextualizes the conversation that Noah and Ellie have been having and Yo- and Jonas for that matter talking about oh we'll find paradise together and it immediately makes it much much sadder much more melancholy because we know that they're going to be doing it for 20 years and they're still not going to make it um and then there's just a couple of key lines i think in the conversation between noah and stranger um so the maybe a claudia doesn't want it to work line kind of showing that there's already these these seeds of discontent between the three of them um and then um we see the stranger clearly on the path to becoming the guy who will turn up in season one with when he's talking about Adam lied, I can stop this. He has that kind of defiant naivety that will ultimately lead him down exactly the same path that, that, yeah. uh, that his, his older self went down. And, uh, you know, he says the slight, uh, slightly, or oh, well, it's very ironic and it's, it's slightly iconic line this time it'll work, which given the song that plays during the montage <laughs> when he's doing it, uh, <laughs> with the maybe this time i'll escape my past uh really uh re- really kind of it just remind, put me back in mind of that montage and it's uh it's fantastic yeah and like this is the point in the show where you really are realizing that actually that stranger we saw in the first season 
is our Jonas, you know, yeah. it, it is like just our ca- our character, you know, who mm. is just a little, it's not a new version of him, it is him, and it's very, it is very heart-wrenching at the same time as, you know, it is it is like ironically dramatic, like there's a lot of dramatic irony there, but it also yeah. makes you, it makes you sort of, you feel like, you feel like a bit, a bit a superior to Jonas here, because you're like, <laughs> Jonas, yep. right? Okay, so uh, my favorite uh, scene from the whole show, and this is the, this is the scene that makes Claudia my favorite character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, has there ever been a more badass move yeah. in I've, any film or TV than to shoot yourself in the head? Yeah, in I this mean, way? this is this was like so. That, I mean, the, the reveal that Claudia has still been kind of sabotaging them. I don't know how how actively she's been sabotaging them, but she certainly hasn't been helping them um, all this time. Uh, and then we we finally see her realize that what prime claudia prime old claudia said to her all those years ago couldn't possibly what this claudia is asking her for and then just like unquestioningly just drops her like a bad habit it's so (laughs) it's so cool like i I punched the air or wanted to punch the air when when claudia just shot herself in the head and then and then to to to, i mean not to to rush away from the scene like if you want to talk about a bit more we certainly can but the next scene after this where she's just like right stick my hair in a ponytail i'm going on a sneaking mission to eric lux get fucked yeah, like to be honest with you, I don't, I don't have much more to say about that scene in the forest. It's just that everything you said there. It's I just love the scene. I love yeah, Cla- you can see the cogs working in Claudia's head the whole time. Have you said she's sort of been the sleeper in this season? She's yeah. she's been built up in the first couple of seasons as being so important, and then in this season she's sort of been on the back burner. And now yeah. in this episode, she's just like two episodes to go. I don't believe you. Yeah. Bang, let's go. This episode, I mean, I've been thinking this for like the whole season. Like, Claudia's up to something. Like, because, uh, and this episode really confirmed it for me that neither Marta uh, or neither Eva nor Adam really know what is going on here and that's completely clear by the end of the by the end of the um the episode that both of their plans aren't going to end up the way they want them they they want things to end up and this is the moment for me where cloud is like yeah i'm taking this into my own hands and uh, and it and it just yeah made me want to punch the air because like yes finally cloudy has arrived tagged yeah. in claudia um and, and just interestingly as a this is a little. I guess this is a theory. It's. I don't think the show's ever going to confirm this. I, I was reluctant to put it on the Matrix, but she has the gun. The last time we saw it, I believe, was in Agnes's possession. So, do you think Agnes has come and given her this? Because we've seen Agnes travel, and unless she turns up in the next episode, um, my like, I was just thinking, oh, maybe Agnes, you know, has turned up at some point in in the intervening twenty years and giving Claudia the bits that she she left. Uh, I don't, I I don't think we we necessarily need to or should analyze whether every gun is the same gun. Yeah, I get. I mean, it's the same model of gun. That's the thing that's kind of like that stands out to me. Yeah, I, I just I would be interesting to follow the passage of that gun through <laughs> through time because yeah, I, been... don't, I don't I don't know where I don't know where she would have got it from. Um, I think you are I mean, right though; it might not be the same guy. I mean, I mean be... like like she she has been she like she's staying in the police station. Yeah, that's know? true. Yeah, so maybe maybe I would have just... much preferred like an AK forty seven. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> like... what I was imagining. Yeah, she rolls up with sunglasses, like eat shit, Claudia, and then yeah, and then she just. I love that she Elevate. ties her hair back and she's like, you know what? Here we go. Goes to Eva's yep. lair. Um, yeah. So, so this is this is the other this is the other bad aging. <laughs> well, one of the bad like this looks like the older 
Eva or the older Marta has put a wig on to try and make herself look younger, which I think is probably what they did. <laughs> well, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It does. Uh, that does. That, like, if you're telling me that that, that this that, that like stranger Marta, like in the in the sort of transition period to to Eva looked like this, I'm saying the years were unkind to that woman. Well, they were. Yeah, I guess they were. That's but also, true. I think I think a better way to do it maybe would have just to make her sort of a bit a little bit more grey than she was. Yeah, like I think with yeah. the, with with her face already being so sort of, su- of su- like a face of such an old woman, they mm. probably needed to have a little bit of grey. Um, having said that, like the only thing that, re- that all of these changes, the only thing that took me out of it was Bartos's beard. Um, yeah, Bar- Bartos's beard, and um, I, I, I like I won't mention it later, but but the 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 fact that Bartos looks, I, I'm just scrolling back now, so it was 19. 19- no, I know, I know, I know. It was like, it was like six years. When, like, and then six years later, he looks like the older guy. It's like, whoa, like, what happened there, Bartos? <laughs> Working in the mines is, hard, is a hard life. I think, age, like, personally, the way, to fix, the way to fix that would have been just to have, whenever Celia has the baby the first time, to have the two older actors playing Celia and Bartos from the first baby. Um, yeah, they that's didn't, probably like, what I would have done. But I suppose they were trying to give that moment of realising that... Uh, Hanno was like Noah was his child to yeah, the to actor. The younger, yeah, like, I, 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 I get it. It's not. I like. I, I'm kind of joking about this. It's really not that big of a deal. It just made me laugh every time someone turned up, and I was like, "Oh, you are pushing the credibility of this aging process here, guys." But yeah. Um, but yeah, it, and it, but this scene is great. Like Claudia turning up just straight into character she has a she has like a flair for the dramatic clearly um i will just and- say one of your favorite shows is it's always sunny in philadelphia as it is mine and uh at least it's not as bad as when they de-age frank <laughs> <laughs> yeah that <laughs> like is true danny it's devito not- just as like at literally the exact same with a wig on being <laughs> yeah. 21 years old <laughs> put, put a wig on and that's it like, like that's all we're doing um maybe that, that they should have just done that for the i would have loved if they'd have done it with stranger just how giving him lots of different wigs as like the years pass um but yeah like, and, and this is the the only time I think that we see Eva in this episode, the, in fact, the only time I think we see the alt world in this entire episode. Yeah, because it um, it's completing what we know as our sort of original um, Adam's world, prime world cycle, you know, this episode. So there wasn't yeah. really too much necessary. Oh, yeah, there was one. There's one later, actually, as well, that I've forgotten about. Um, but the only reason I mention that is because, obviously, you get the like uh, effect yeah, yeah. Um, to, to take us to this world. You don't get it coming back in the next scene which for a couple of scenes on the first time i watched this really confused me because i was like are we in alt 1910 here Uh, i think it's because they they did the transition with the numbers again yeah yeah i think you're right so it's sort of the 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 bloop wasn't needed (laughs) but i was you should i was furiously writing stuff down like what's going on in 1910 guys why are all these prime world characters And then, and then I realised that it was probably, it was probably just, uh, it probably actually was the prime world. Take it frame by frame, and they probably did a schlubloop, uh during the, yeah. the, the the thing. But also, uh, we didn't mention um, Eva here gives. Well, I'm assuming it's like sort of mid between Stranger and Eva, but uh, gives Claudia the plans to the uh, thing, saying give these to Townhouse. Mm, yeah, she does. And I don't know if you picked up on it, but it, it was noticeable in the first episode of this season. Um, that the unknown Gary, uh, the cleanup crew, they yeah. actually took those plans from Sigmundus before they burnt it. Did you realize that? Uh, I'm trying to think back to it now. It's, if I did, it certainly hasn't stayed with me that they took uh, that they took those plans. So, so that was something we could have maybe maybe you didn't realize it, and I didn't say anything. But 
that's something that happened back then. So uh, basically, that's these plans now being given to Claudia. So it's another like bootstrappy thing where like yeah. they're, they're never actually being written; they're just being passed between Eric Lux and Sigma. Yeah, because if you didn't realize that they were that they were originally, you might think that the these characters created the plans. Yeah. Um, but I think it's actually, I don't necessarily think that it's this exact same pay, paper because that would have you know, it, well it is infinite I suppose, so it has to be at the same state as it was. It can never, de- yeah. it can never degrade really. Time won't let it decay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know. That, that's that's basically where they were anyway okay so 1910 yep uh we get basically the exact same establishing <laughs> shot of the building and we go in now we've got middle-aged bartos <laughs> you really re- the, the child raising did not agree with bartos because it's really aged him unfortunately that process that process yeah if you look um, if you look at um if you, if you look at uh, the age of uh, Hanno as well, it's been like six or seven years, and geez, that yeah, it has not been good to him. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was it was hard in the 1910s. Like you know, every, like life was hard in the country. Um, That's true. So Agnes is born. Celia's died. What did you think of that? Yeah, that took me by surprise. Um, I've got some thought. Well, I'll probably come back to my kind of reflections on Celia as a character um, in her final scene. Um, because, but je- broadly speaking, and to give, to give this as a, a a brief glimpse into how I felt, holy shit, she had a bad life. Um, it really, time was not kind to Celia in the, the brief time she had. Um, there are a few characters who, this is a slight aside, there are a few characters who die in this period, in this episode. And I, maybe, maybe this is going to get confirmed next episode, or maybe I'm misremembering this. But I remember when Jonas got to 1920, as he was rolling up to um, the the the, the Sigmundus mm-hmm. Lodge or whatever, a, a coffin goes past him. Yeah, in 1920, I, yeah. Yeah, in 1920. And I was desperately trying to logic a way into figuring out which of the two characters who die here could potentially be in that coffin, despite it being like 10 years before. Well, I think it, it, the only character who could possibly be in that coffin, in my opinion, would be Bartos. Um, mm, but apparently, some people said it looks like a child's coffin. Um, I thought it looked like a child's coffin. Yeah. So, but the, 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 so maybe this is completely wrong. But I know Bartos died in like January 2021. Yeah. Um, and then the coffin was in June 2021. And yeah. so maybe Noah just left his body out there, and then eventually it was found by someone. So that was, the, and that's yeah. why five months later they had a funeral because they found the body then. Um, yeah. But that's the only thing I can think of. To be honest. Yeah, I can't, I can't see them taking ten years to bury uh, yeah. to, to, to bury Celia or uh, or the other character who dies um, in this in in this period. Like we 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 haven't had confirmation that they changed much after season. Like we know that they hadn't fully written everything yet after season two, four, season three, because the idea yeah. of like Marta having a cut on her face that wasn't there at the end of season two originally. So we know that they didn't have everything fleshed out fully. So maybe their original plan was, ah, we'll put a cough, we'll put a funeral carriage here. And then we, we might we might put someone in it. Might later. use it, we, maybe we not, not. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's just it, you know maybe it's just a tonal thing. It just makes it look grim. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so twenty forty one now. And, yeah. Uh, tell there's me about paradise. Um, Sorry, there's something very important that I have to establish at the beginning of the scene. Right, yep. we have an establishing shot of the moon in the lexicon of cinema. That means that one of Noah, Charlotte, or Ellie is either a werewolf or is going to turn into a werewolf in this scene. <laughs> Those are the rules. I don't make the rules. You've just said that out loud on on the podcast, so that has to go in the matrix. <laughs> like when I when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, it's American Werewolf in London." Here we go. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing which of these characters is has either been a werewolf the entire time or is bitten by a werewolf uh, and contracts lycanthropy as a result. 
yeah, okay, so we'll, carry on anyway. We'll, we'll wait and see. We've got, we've, got, we've got a whole hour of television left. Yeah, so. I know. There's Plenty can happen. Plenty can happen. Like whole, Films only are two hours long. So basically, exactly. half a film, that's a load of time. Exactly. So tell me about Paradise. We get that moment again. Uh, and then we also get Charlotte and Elizabeth coming and stealing the baby. Yeah, and this is... It's it's a very bittersweet scene. This because you get the the Ellie and Noah having the same conversation they've had. You can imagine them having it, you know, every couple of days for the last twenty years, and and it's this sort of confirmation that they haven't lost hope, despite how hopeless their situation probably seems. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's juxtaposed with them having their uh, having their baby stolen uh, by by. Uh, by Charlotte and Ellie and, and, and Ellie's reaction. Actually, Ellie is one of the, one of the other characters I was going to mention. Who um, the process of making her look younger um, for the, the the one who's with Noah at the moment is fantastic. She looks um, yeah, yeah, she looks spot on. Um, well, I think that because that is like she just looks like she actually does in real life. Yeah, know? maybe they've maybe they've, they've obviously <laughs> she hasn't got like a milky scarred eye. And well, that's, that <laughs> that is the same actress, like you know. No, I know, but like she she doesn't have. Like she doesn't have quite a, quite as many horrific scars as uh, you, you as her real self. You did actually get a. Uh, this is actually a theory wrong of yours because you thought that Ellie and Noah would actually eventually end up back in time somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm still trying to figure out where that bloody photograph of them in like a snow dappled wood came from because I really don't feel like they would be out taking photographs in twenty. That wasn't snow. That was like the floaty things. Oh, what the like the <laughs> nuclear ash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just going, you know, going for a nice walk. In I a, mean, they, they still have to live their life, like twenty years. I'm sure. I'm sure, I guess so. I'm sure they went and broke into an off license or something, and then Noah, Noah and uh, Jonas were having a load of drinks and stuff. Like it would have been yeah. a normal life, kinda. You know, I guess so. Yeah, you have to keep on living. Um, but yeah, so you're absolutely right. That was one of the ones I got wrong. I thought young Noah and Ellie were going to get out of, uh, get out of Dodge, and go and raise, uh, go and raise their child somewhere else. But as it turns out, it was raised here. Um, and I think. The, the the you know it is a very very bittersweet scene this particularly with how it ends after noah goes off to confront a stranger yeah uh yeah so we'll talk about that in a second first of all what do you think about the fact that charlotte stole herself yeah it's all sorts of fucked up <laughs> that and they're, they're like doing it they know that like elizabeth has to steal her own child from herself because if she doesn't she won't exist yeah yeah it's it's really really messed up and and i i was the, the 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 pain on Ellie's face when she's taking her own daughter away from herself is is fantastic acting. Like she really sells it, um, and it, you know it's very believable because it's probably well. I mean, it might, it's the first time Ellie has seen her daughter. Uh, well, no, actually that's not true. Except for middle age Charlotte for a while, yeah. But but like seen her correct daughter, if yeah. you like, since this point. So you know, t- easily twenty years. Um, so or actually, what is this? It's twenty. 41 so it'd be like 10 and a bit years i guess yeah also conrad knows that it's the same baby it's the same charlotte it's not two charlottes just because he said correct one don't jump at him please okay <laughs> thank you we have to we have to do that because there's always there's always someone some, there's always like, some little rascal <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so yeah so noah goes around puts a stranger up against the wall not in a loving way um no. at his throat not in a yeah, loving the, way I, <laughs> the uh, so I really like the irony of this scene that this is the first time that Noah has been betrayed by Jonas, but also the last time he will be betrayed by Jonas because Adam's last act of betrayal towards Noah is to take it, take his child away from him or their, their child away from them and, and sort of displace it. Mm-hmm. Um, so while stranger Jonas doesn't know what's going on um, and, and, and kind of 
points them towards uh well not in this scene but later on he'll point them towards claudia mm-hmm. um it is actually it is actually the first instance of uh, of um, of him betraying him betraying his friend, uh, and Mark Vashke's acting here is great. The way he kind of like bunches up his jaw and kind of like wordlessly flexes it as he tries to work out the anger that he's feeling, and then and then drops the the amazing "I wish you all the suffering in the world" as uh, as he walks away. Uh, which, to be honest, your wish is going to be granted now. Just give it a little while. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this man will suffer, and he has suffered a lot already. So yeah. don't happen. you worry about that. <laughs> like, time has a hell of a time in store for uh, for uh, for old Jonas. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but like, I think that both uh, these two actors, as well as uh, the two younger actors, in terms of these two characters, I I think that they're they're believably sort of chums you know they, they yeah. like i could believe that for 20 years they actually were pretty good friends and like so they hung out together and like they sort of came to know came to know each other very very well um i i, I don't know i like the, the chemistry between them as friends or even friends turned enemies work, really works for me yeah absolutely and I, and I think uh the, the the continued sort of humanization of noah's character uh has kind of flown under the radar a little bit because obviously he he, he died um so he wasn't as prominent a part of the show but it's it's really spectacular that they've managed to take a character uh, who was pretty emotionless, pretty pretty one dimensional, a very cool dimension, but one dimensional in the first season, um, and turn him into this uh, character who's very well fleshed out and has is able to have the the these very believable conversations with someone they'll call a friend. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the chemistry between these guys is great. Yep. Uh, so then Noah goes back to Elizabeth and says, "I'm going to go." And it- you know find out what's going on i think he did mention something about going to claudia that's uh so yeah uh, i think they they, that was to Jonas. that was to Jonas. i think yeah yeah Um, you're right yep so we'll come back to that a little later on well i I mean i think this is the last time these two see each other if i'm not mistaken yeah except for you know actually when he sees his kid when he'll see her younger self but i don't think noah will ever see his wife or his, his partner again after this which makes it really really tragic that's interesting, actually. That, that idea, I've I've seen before someone say in the comments, which I think is an interesting point, that maybe he didn't, maybe this Noah, isn't actually the one who. Um, someone I put put across an idea that maybe the old Noah, is the one who 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 uh, came and gave the, the, uh, the watch to Elizabeth when in the first season. But that doesn't oh, okay. actually hold up to scrutiny, I don't think, because we we do know at the end of last episode that Adam has the watch to give yeah. to Noah. Yeah, so that doesn't really hold up to scrutiny, I don't think, but it's still an, an idea we could look into, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I will say this before we move off this scene. When he does come back to Elizabeth in, in the cabin, and uh, and he... When he comes back to Eliz- Elizabeth in the, in the cabin, and, and the, he sort of looks at her and just goes, shakes his head... Yeah. Uh, it was really heartbreaking for me. I really love that little little acting uh, moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a it's a great final scene between them. And if it is indeed the last time these characters see each other uh, in in their correct times, yeah. um, then it's it's a very heartbreaking way for for a romance to end. Yep. Okay, nineteen eighty six again. Yep. Back with Hatch Gee or whatever you say, Townhouse. Yeah, ha, 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 ha uh, Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what G is. It might be G. Yeah. I think it's G. Um, right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so what? What's this device doing? All right. That's my que- <laughs> That's my question. 
and I've got the, so the fact he's building this device, the aspect ratio change, and the pressing of the two buttons at once to activate it has given me a theory, right? <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm going to take cast your mind back, listeners. By the way, from here on out, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want anyone to jump down my throat for any reason. Okay? Yeah, you have to just shut your mouth. So cast, cast your minds back to season one when Tanhouse spoke at length about the idea of the uh, uh, the rule of threes, like how the number 33 repeats itself throughout nature and human history and science. And this idea of things coming in threes is reinforced by the Trichetra imagery that we see throughout the show and, and in other places as well. And then now, in this episode, we are seeing a different looking townhouse. Obviously, it's the 70s, so it's plausible. He just looks different between the 70, uh, 70s and the 80s. But it's notable that they're presenting to us a different version of townhouse than we've seen previously, a different, different period in his life. In a new aspect ratio that they've never used before, filmed with presentational elements that they've never used before as well, like dissolves and animation and fourth wall breaking conversations to the camera, building a machine that we haven't seen, that we don't know the function of, but which has two buttons in a place he shouldn't be, which is the bunker. And my theory is that this tan house is in a third world and his he is building this like he is building this machine to try and access uh, another world because his family has died his 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 uh, son and wife and, and granddaughter have died and he wants to try and undo their deaths and when he's pressing this button he is essentially splitting time and creating the alt world and the prime world that we've seen everything happen in up until this point and he, so the origin, in fact, isn't Marta and Jonas having a baby together. The the origin is the moment that HG Tanhouse presses these buttons, or if you want to get kind of to abstract it, the origin is the heartbreak that an old man feels at losing his family. Okay, so what you're basically saying is everything we've seen in the two worlds that we've seen so far can be akin to biff's casino in back to the future 2 <laughs> yes exactly yeah so like it's it's uh, but unlike that i think what like my dream if if i'm right my dream for how this ends is that cloud claudia has i think figured out how to stop Tanhouse from well, in fact, no, she obviously can't stop him from pressing these buttons because he's just done it um, in in uh, in this episode. But she's figured out a way to stop this from being created. This uh, in the in the origin world is what I've I've called it. So you've got prime world, alt world, and then the origin world kind of sits at the top of the trachea. If you want to use the imagery that they've that they've shown previously, um, Claudia, I think, has hopefully figured out a way to stop this split from happening. I would be really happy if the next episode is them figuring that out and then us just going back to a Vinden where this never happened and all the characters are present and everyone, maybe Martha and Jonas can get together. I don't think it will be quite as blissful as that. I think there's going to be some characters who don't exist as a, res as a result of this, but that's my big theory coming out of this. I just think there's so much in the present. There's so much different and new in the way that this townhouse stuff is presented that there's got to be a reason for that. It can't just be like, oh, no, let's shoot it in, in a really wide aspect ratio for lols. Like, there's got to be a reason. Okay. I, again, I'm not going to say anything one way or the other because I realize that we're so late in the series now that no matter what I say, people will be annoyed at me for it. And I, and I, and I understand the annoyance, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I'm just going to let that sit. Um, 
it's it is interesting to me i think something like if i was in your shoes something something has to happen obviously because at the end of this episode basically the cycle is complete yeah you know? Marta, Marta's uh, like dust in the in the in the like time wind at this point like she doesn't <laughs> yeah. she's just been obliterated so i actually loved um i actually lo- loved when i got to the end of this episode I, in my mind, I was like, obviously, there's one or two things that do point to something else happening. You know, like we don't really know why Claudia's showing up at the end. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, yeah. But but st- but most of the stuff we've seen could actually be like if they just put the last episode as like a replay of the first, it would yeah. mostly yeah. match up. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, the cycle could just. I mean, you you could you could replace not to get ahead of ourselves, but you could replace the end of this episode or Claudia rocking up at the end of this episode with Eva rocking up, shooting Adam, then shooting herself in the head, fade to black, run the first episode again. And it yeah. would like, it, it would work pretty much perfectly. Um, so the, and, and the fact there's another episode left makes me curious about what's actually going to happen in it. I hope that's not what they do. I did th- at one point think, is this just going to be a loop that perpetuates forever? Um, and maybe it still will be, but I hope not. Yeah, but I think I think your theory is grounded in a lot of evidence there, and it all it, it goes to be honest with you all the way back to stuff we saw in the first episode or two about the the, the three things. Yeah, so. I just I, I like when I was watching it, I, I I didn't really sort of make that connection to the rule of threes um, uh, at the time, oh, the first time I watched it, and then the um, the second time I watched it, I was like, wait, hold on, Tanal said something about this. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and check this out, and you know, science stuff normally passes me by, but that one, I was like. All right, that seems important to this. Okay, so so just run me through. Like you said, there was three worlds. What would you call them again? So I've got so you got the alt world and the prime world, which okay. are the ones we've seen lots of, and then the one with the 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 wide aspect ratio mm-hmm. that Tanhouse has built this new looking machine, and I I just called the origin world because I think the bit where he presses those buttons and turns the machine on is the origin of this split. Yeah, that okay, that makes sense because that like the word origin is is something that they have used multiple times in the show already uh yeah i guess so yeah yeah because yeah, they've been searching but, for the origin so you've basically yeah. just come up with a new theory of what the origin is okay that's cool yeah yeah i don't right. th- well awesome. i mean and by the end of this i think it's confirmed that the origin isn't what anyone thinks it is oh i want to have a discussion about with, about that with you then yeah well well i mean we could probably get to it because uh, we'll i thought I, I thought you would notice something that you didn't then okay i'll okay. only i'll only talk about it if i think it won't give anything away but there's something that you haven't picked up on based on that statement okay okay so 1911 this time yes. we get Hannah and Celia looking very late late 80s early 90s I will say yeah yeah Hannah you know you can take the girl out of the 80s but you can't take the 80s out of the girl here like she she found god love her somehow she found like a a, a way to perm her hair in 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 1911 uh well no no well, as far as I was concerned like this costume the, the costume they they were in the way they're styled made me think that she went. In, she didn't. She didn't stay in fifty fifty five or fifty four. She went forward to the eighties, and that's where she had the baby. That's oh, uh, maybe yeah, that would make more sense. <laughs> I, yeah. I just figured she was like, I'm just going to bring eighties fashion to the twenties or something. Yeah. Okay, um, first. Uh, so basically, when I first saw her, first thing I was thinking to myself was, 1911. That machine she has can only travel thirty three years. How the hell is she here? that's the first thing because even the, the age of cilia doesn't match up at all because cilia yeah. would have to be near 20 for the timing to add up here so we get the answer pretty quickly it's because eva basically took her here because she's always talking to, she's talking to we'll call him adam stranger adam <laughs> yeah um so uh and they <clears throat> basically had um she talks about eva coming to visit her so we can all imagine yeah. eva took her here because her 
little gold ball breaks just go the cycle. Uh, yeah. So what did you think about Hannah turning up here, first of all? So that was uh, another another theory in my matrix where I was like, yes, racking up the points on the, did, the cilia. Did you? Um, oh, the cilia, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because I said cilia was going to be Hannah's baby as mm-hmm. well, um, which wasn't... I mean, it was kind of... By this point, I was like ninety percent of the way there. But when it when when she turned up with her, I was like, okay, nice. Um, so I was pretty pleased with that. The conversation with Bartos as he's working on the car is really interesting because he re- he repeats something that Adam himself has said, uh, where he says traveling has left its mark on him. Yeah. And obviously, with what we've seen earlier in this episode, it's this really brilliant foreshadowing and um, of the reveal of stranger or stranger slash adam as, as he as he has become uh, what did you think point. about this uh this like they had to show a stranger in this makeup i think they oh, ha- this was great they had to do it yeah yeah i mean this was this was brilliant like the the um the 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 the, the slow like pacing of the reveal like letting it sit letting that kind of sense of dread uh at, at finally being exposed to the version of um the the version of stranger who has essentially become adam was all brilliantly done and then the extreme close-up with the the turn and the reveal and the first thing he says to his mother is just how did you find us so it's it's very like it immediately just speaks of this completely broken man yeah and i will just say now we've 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 been we've been uh defenders of hannah multiple times throughout the watching of this show but at the same time also taking that with a grain of salt saying she is clearly a bit of a psycho like psycho narcissist definitely but i will say that this scene did you notice this conrad she took responsibility for everything it's so yeah so typical and (laughs) and i and i and i and i said to myself you know what that's exactly what it would be a gaslit woman takes responsibility for it and then gets <laughs> killed by one of the men who've abused her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I told you uh, like a while back promiscuous women in these kind of settings don't tend to last that long based on noir tropes. And admittedly the show hasn't really followed those quite as closely as I thought it would. But yeah, I mean, Hannah, I feel like her contrition is very genuine here. Uh, she's clearly spent some time raising Celia, so I don't get the impression that she's running from anything to get here. I mm-hmm. think this is—I think she's come here of her own free will because she wants to try and find her son. Um, and she and came because that... she was told that uh, Jonas is looking for her and wants yeah. and needs her. Yeah, exactly. Like, so she want like for for all the flaws that Hannah has, she still loves her loves her son i think i don't think you can ever question that and she does want to make things right with him here mm-hmm. uh so i think her taking responsibility for this is a a marked step forward for a character it is a bit of a better late than never kind of moment mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it's like only took but at the same years, time like she, what is she taking responsibility for like what was her fault yeah i, I mean that, that's a good point when she says everything's my fault i don't actually think if she even knows what she's taking responsibility for i think she just right. knows that Jonas is angry at her and she wants to look after her son yeah. so she she just wants to take responsibility for it and care for him because yeah in a, what did she do she had an affair with Ulrich uh and then she had an affair with Egon um but I mean neither neither of those times I guess actually with Ulrich she was involved with someone at that mm-hmm. time so the, the 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 fault was equally on her part but I mean in Egon's case yes uh, you shouldn't be seducing married men but at the same time you know Egon's a Egon's a grown up like he can yeah. make those decisions for himself well, we don't blame the other woman we blame we blame the man the same way if it was yeah. the, if it was the genders were reversed if the woman was the one cheating we blame the woman we don't blame the other man yeah. you know yeah exactly like so i mean hannah's indiscretions in this series are pretty minor in the grand scheme of things even though they've had quite big results because she's ended up having children um that have played a big part in things it i she doesn't have that much to apologize for certainly not to Jonas. yeah and this moment of like sort of 
it's kind of like the end of a redemptive arc in a way, but it's not really because she didn't really have anything to, to redeem herself for. I suppose she did try and blackmail, but that didn't even really go anywhere. But I will, yeah. say, but I will say as well is that you know it's stark, stark contrast to um, to to Ulrich, uh, who had no, re- didn't have any regret. Uh, no. Even when he found out that it, even when he probably eventually put the things together in his head, that he actually caused Helga to eventually yeah. take his son. He probably still didn't regret doing it because no, we've I mean, never we, seen we've that, never seen Ulrich regret anything. Like the, the only moment Ulrich has been regretful, I think. Well, it's not even it's not regretful really, but we've seen him have to deal with the repercussions of his actions, and he is sad. But mm-hmm. I don't think he regrets his actions. I think he regrets getting caught. Um, but yeah, I, I think Hannah at least has this bookend to her character arc, where at the end of her life, she is sorry for things she doesn't really need to be sorry for. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because she's trying to look out for her children yep uh and if we if we didn't think that this was adam already because of the makeup i think the moment that he that he i was gonna say strangle it's even more horrific than that he just puts his hands over her mouth and nose and suffocates her that that way um he kills her uh in the same room as as his sister slash daughter we'll talk about that in uh the next episode of the podcast (laughs) the fact that it's uh, silly is actually his sister um so that is really interesting to me. Like this is the moment I thought. Like this is tonally, thematically, this is Adam now. Yeah. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And I, and I think the the, the dialogue, uh, him repeating something that that Noah has, like Claudia passed on to Noah, who who is now uh, who passed it on to Adam. This you don't belong here mm-hmm. sentiment. And it's interesting to see how those three characters have interpreted that sentiment. Uh, and here we see Adam's interpretation of it, which is to horrifically. Uh, murder his his mother and to, to be honest actually I thought this was worse than it was because I, I thought he was like Red Viper slash the mountaining uh, her with like pushing his thumbs through her eyes and I was like holy shit that is a horrible way to kill your mother and then I realised I mean it's still pretty bad yeah, yeah. Um, asphyxiating her but it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was just exploding her head yeah just exploding her head and then be like shh your mum's sleeping yeah, <laughs> yeah. skull everywhere um, and then the horrific the horrific moment where he picks up Celia and says I'm going to show yeah. you a secret. Takes her, takes her uh, in the arms. She watches her mother as they walk out the room. Um, Last where he's taking her, yeah. I can only imagine to punt her through the portal. Yeah, into, off into you go. The future. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, and what better time to talk about it than this? Man, Celia had a rough life. So I mean, she was raised by Hannah for a bit, which. I mean, maybe Hannah really looked after her, but I don't know. I, I get the impression Hannah maybe wasn't wasn't always the best mother to to her children as much as she cared for mm-hmm. them. Um, then she's stolen from her after she's murdered, sent to presumably the post-apocalyptic future to fend for herself with Ellie. Uh, and then she was dead through, through childbirth by her late 20s. So it's, you know, that's not a good run. <laughs> like she did not have a, she did not have a good life. No, um, definitely not. Uh it's one of the like if you really just take it in isolation it's one of the more tragic stories of the of the, of the yeah. show yeah one yeah. of the more and tragic characters yeah absolutely and then uh instead of having this the fast ticking of the t- of the t- of the, the thing they slowly creep up yep. again a difference to 1920 um yeah. and this is noah returning now i want to ask you a question which i know is going to come up in the unanswered questions so i'm going to ask okay. it now so it doesn't have to be what's your theory on how noah got here because it doesn't um, work with the time, times. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is a good. That's a good question. I hadn't thought too much about that actually. I there is a very obvious answer, but I just want to see if you can come to it yourself. Because so, I'm testing you. 
Okay, that's good. That I I like being tested live on air where I can't f- fabricate my own intelligence. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I like Claudia has has the has the ball thing. Ding now. ding ding. So I mean, she could have done. I, my the reason I didn't immediately go to that is because would he trust her to do it? Um, but I, I I guess he doesn't really trust uh, Jonas at this point either. Well, so I would say I, I don't think it was the ball that she did it with. I think that you know how they were saying that. Uh, well, old Cloudy was saying you know you know make you know let's let's slow it down. I think at that stage that she was fully able to use the machine. I think she she could have taken him with the gold ball, but I I personally believe that she actually sent him through the dark matter machine in the future in 19 oh, okay. in 2041 yeah, yeah. or whatever it is yeah she could have done that too but but yeah i i don't it's, it's got to be one of those two and it's not going to be Jonas at this point so because um you know he's he doesn't trust him it was definitely just... claudia in any because he, he was going to confront claudia and i'm yeah. sure claudia would be like listen just go and ask adam about it I'll send you to yeah. the manager <laughs> yeah listen you're the answers <laughs> go to the 20s i haven't got time for this all right i'm trying to save the universe <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Okay, so he comes back. He realizes. Uh, interesting that he didn't realize this would happen when he got here. Yeah, but, he does seem surprised. Which, like, you know, you remember this, right? Like, <laughs> you were, you were here. But I will say that this version, like this Mark Vasky version of Noah, is not the same Mark Vasky. Well, it is the same. Again, commenters, please. Uh, but it's he's more naive. He still is the sort of naive young young Noah still. Yeah. And yeah. when, it, when and then whenever he gets goes in with Adam in the next scene, gets given the uh, Bible, that that's him now becoming the Adam the, the Noah that we saw in the first season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I agree with that. Like he's still kind of like led by his emotions here, and and that sort of move to someone who's who's quite neutral and emotionless is is uh, is where his transition into the, the the real Noah character that we got to know in season one um, is is most evident. I think in in the the, the scene after he walks into the Sigmundus Lodge. Um, where he speaks to Adam, it really struck me, given everything we've seen so far in season three, that the emphasis they put on this book, which we know was written by by Gary and the rest of the cleanup crew. <laughs> They're all called no, Gary. <laughs> they are all called Gary, yeah, of course. I, the more I think about this, the more I think it must be a red herring because they, it was written by them and they're clearly working for Eva. So there can't be anything, I mean, I guess it's confirmed by the end of this episode, but there can't be anything in this book that's actually going to lead them to untying the knot. True. This this book, in my mind, would lead them to finish it, like having the, it all complete. Having yeah. said that, um, I think Jonas feels that he's got one, or Adam feels like he's got one over on Eva. He's yeah. like, we've got her book. Yeah. We've got her book, and therefore we know everything that's going to happen, so that then we can find where to break it. That's that's what I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, but it's just it's a nice uh, yet another really cool moment of dramatic irony in this episode, where it's like you guys are all just flying blind here. Huh? Like <laughs> no one knows what they're doing apart from Claudia. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. So this episode's IMDb rating nine point six, which I think is one of the, the highest out of any episode. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at that point, it's just like, just give it a 10. I know I've joked about like the, the straining credibility of some of the characters' appearance in this, but this, this is amazing, this episode. Like, this deserves a 10. It is. Uh, I'm just having a very, very quick look here. Nothing in season one was that high. Um, I'm also having a look here. No, okay, the other, only other thing that's been that high has been an endless cycle, which is uh, episode two, season. Uh, sorry, season two, episode six. Yeah, I mean um, that was that was a really good, but that's like a chamber piece. Um, yeah, it's a very different kind of episode of television. Not to say 
either is fun uh in- inherently better or worse than the other but yeah I-, I think they both deserve tens like this was this was so good i i, I think <clears throat> i said it at the beginning but this is so such a virtuosic episode presentationally i i do feel like they were almost like showboating with this um they're sort of flying high finish line is in sight and they're just trying stuff different aspect ratios the diffuses um in the in the townhouse building the machine stuff the overlay for the year um like the, the completely non-linear narrative where it's just jumping around and trusting the viewer to, mm-hmm. to follow it um it, it's it's yeah I, this is i feel like they just stuffed so many cool ideas into this episode and they nailed all of them yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, I will say um, before we finish that the last episode has got nine point seven rating. Okay, the well, high, it's going to be the last episode is rated the highest of any episode from the whole show. Okay, uh, I I wonder how often that is the case though. I feel like a lot of last episodes are either the highest rated episode of the entire or season lowest. or the lowest. <laughs> the kids yeah. be like, "What was that?" Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I'd, I'd like it'll. This will take some beating, to be honest, because this was this was a pretty a pretty much perfect. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if they nailed two of those in a row. But but we shall see. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, very very great, very great and interesting. Now, <laughs> very great. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Basically, guys. Uh, so I don't have any segments today. Um, maybe we could we could do another Silger Boy. I mean, I think it is. <laughs> It's pretty strange to hear the character say her own name wrong, but uh, you know we'll not, we'll not do that. So basically, what we are going to do is we are going to do our questions in the next episode, which is going to be on Friday as a special Friday release. Uh, that'll be the After Dark Podcast episode 32. Uh, and in that episode as well, we're going to go through the family tree on Eva's floor. Because I think at this stage in the show, we, uh, we can do that. Um, I think that the only issue with doing that is that maybe like there's a couple of characters in the alt world, for example, who we haven't seen yet, but they are still on the family tree and their face isn't there because we haven't seen them. So you'll sort of know that we don't meet someone. I think that's the only issue we would have, but I personally don't think that's a big issue at all. So uh, we're going to do that. um, We're going to do that for Friday. And in that episode, we're going to put all your questions in it. So I mentioned earlier as well, we we have an email or two to get through as well. They'll be in the Friday episode. Okay, uh, but apart, so apart from that, um, if you subscribe on audio apps, uh, I'm I'm sure you all have been very impressed with Conrad this whole this whole time. We've got one more episode to go, and then we find out. So this is actually the end of Conrad's theories now because there's no more theories. You're not going to be making yeah. theories in the next one. So that's end of an era. Dark theories for Conrad is over. Yeah, well, I I, I don't know unless how... you throw out a theory in the episode uh, Friday episode. You might. Yeah, I guess I could, or or I could like try and cheat and get in some like just squeaking under the uh, under the uh, under the deadline theories while watching the final yeah. episode of Dark. Like, hmm. Um, Tabulate yeah. how many you need. You know. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I I have no idea what the score is looking like at the moment, but I know I got a lot wrong in this one. So we shall we shall see how it pans out in the Theory Matrix episode we will. in a few weeks time. We will. Okay, guys, can you please subscribe on Audio Apps? Subscribe on YouTube, The Culture Cave. Can you please also send us an email if you want to get in touch? You could either just get in touch in general. Uh, you can tell us how great we're doing. You can tell us how bad we're doing. Uh, you can give us a question at adpodmail at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on this uh, video for any co- any questions you want to ask Conrad about the finale. In terms of, can you keep, maybe we'll try and keep those questions for the finale centered around sort of the thematic uh, analysis of the th- finale. And I want the unanswered questions. We're going to do a dark discussions episode on that. Uh, 
the on the Tuesday after we put up that final episode. Okay, so in, in sort of seven days after you're seeing this, uh, eight days after you're seeing this uh, this podcast. So keep those about that. The unanswered questions will come there. If you want to put some unanswered questions there, that's fine. But I'll, I won't ask. I won't ask them to him there. Okay, guys, that's us. Uh, thanks very much. Like the video, of course. That always always helps. Uh, if you're listening on podcasting apps, leave a leave us a review. Uh, honest reviews only. Conrad likes five star ones, but I'll say honest yep. reviews. Um, apart from that. I'm pretty sure I can just say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.